You are now entering the Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show. Building didn't let my fears kill me. Transmuting my pain in the cleanse in the rain. Found out I was working and I conquered my demons. I accepted my purpose and the goddess I became. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is your Thick Goddess Energy Morning Show. I am your host, Ariana, a.k.a. Divine Moon Goddess in the building. So I got a beautiful show for you this morning. I got some beautiful special guests coming at you. These are some beautiful ladies that I have not only created uh, spiritual bonds with, um, just over the course of just being in my spiritual seat. And so I thought it would be so cool. Some of them you've already seen on the podcast with me or heard them on the podcast with me, like Bella, Louisa, but I got two uh, um, new flavors to the building that you guys have not probably seen on the podcast, which is Katrina and Vanessa. So we're definitely going to get into it this morning. And it is all about, can we be great in every aspect of our life? And so let's get into it. Today, we're just chatting with coffee. Um, And today's topic um, I wanted to bring up was, can we be great at everything? And one of the reasons why I brought this up was, Hence, tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day, right? And I remember a podcaster, which I never get her name right, but she was really, 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 really like ragging on Martin Luther King about him not being a great man and that he cheated on his wife and he wasn't a great father um, and all of this, that and the third. And um, so I wanted to not really go there, but on the topic of can you really be great um, at everything in your life? And uh, so what are you guys thinking? What do you guys think about that? It is an immediate no for me. (laughs) And while you can be great at many things and you can excel in different areas of your life, you are just not going to be great at everything. Right, right. I think it's definitely a um, false expectation to put on yourself or others um, to say that... I can be, and I and I know we do this. So many of us do this that I can be the the best employee or move up in the chain and and be like top notch, right? And and be incorporated, and then I can also be the greatest wife, right? And then I can also be the greatest mom, all at the same time. When you have to divide your time and energy, and I don't think there's some things in this world that we actually can. Um, give 100% to and then also give 100% at home. I think there are careers and I think there are things in this life, especially when it comes to people who do like shifting society type shit, right? I don't think you can you can focus at home. He had an awesome wife that, that did her, her thing at home, right? So he was able to go and like focus on the bigger picture and she was handling business at home, which doesn't make him less of a man because that's what he chose and that was what his purpose was. So I found that interesting. I think um, like, I think with we 
we can think we're the best or doing the best and somebody else don't. So I think, yeah, I would definitely agree with like, no, I don't think we, because, you know, our expectations can be definitely different to someone else. We may think we're the best, we're doing the best job, we are the best, you know, the best wife. That doesn't mean that, you know, your job think you're the best employee or your husband think you're the best wife. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like we can do our best at everything that we do, but we are not going to be the best exactly. at everything that we do. We can try to be the best, but we're not going to be the best. And I guess uh, accepting that should be good enough. We can try to be the best, you know, but we know we're not going to be the best, not to everyone. I mean, even in, if in our eyes, we may really think we're the best. So, yeah, it goes back to, I guess, we can try to be the best, but know that we're not going to be the best in everyone else's eyes. Right. I think, you know, it's like um, to remove that pressure on self also, because I think it's a self-imposed pressure to think that you have to be great in every aspect of your life. And I think sometimes our family and friends and parents will will shift to make you feel bad that you're not showing up. Like if I like, okay, I'm making this choice in my life, whatever it is, like say, and I'll go back to just career. Like say I'm a mom and in careers, is this, but I want to focus on this career because this is where my passion is and I can't be mom. And so family steps in. Unfortunately, those same family members most of the time will then make you feel like shit because you decided to go here and it was like, well, you said you had my back and now I'm the piece of shit parent because I I went ahead on this path. And I think, unfortunately, this is where a lot of even our family and friends have to take that step back and why, where does that come from that we, we, we do the snap and we're talking shit about someone and we're, we're demeaning them now because they made a choice and, and they agreed to to assist. And I've seen that a lot, even with my own life, and I've seen that a lot with other people where it's like you have this idea and we all know that you can make decisions and then be like, damn, maybe I should have waited for these children or maybe I should have, you know, did this, but they're here now, right? So now it's like, okay, now how do I maneuver? So now I gotta, you know, do this. And then I think a lot of that comes from the pressures of of our circles, you know? Yeah, I, I deal with that a lot. Once you do something great, they expect you to be great at everything. So if you were that single mom and you did hold it down and was able to have a job and raise your children, now things get a little overwhelming. They expect you to be able to hold it down again. So now because, you know, you were probably great at some things, now they expect the expectations is now for you to be great at everything you do. Like, like you, you know, they just expect like, okay, you done got through this. You can get through this. Right. Right. You you can't though. Like you, you can't. <laughs> I, I was, I was a single mom and, um, I tried very hard to be the best mom I could be, but 
you can't. <laughs> you can't show up and be trying to have a career and you know what I mean and work all these crazy hours while you're trying to make a name for yourself to make sure that you also um, put food on the table. Uh, it is very hard. Something is going to get neglected. To, you know what I mean? Get neglected. <laughs> children or the job. Like right. you can't well, like you. I'm I, I I sucked at a lot of things, tried my hardest, but then my love life, you know what I mean, sacrificed. Right. So, it's- Somewhere you're going to sacrifice some part of your life because, shit, I can't even show up for myself and this kid. How the hell am I going to show up for anybody else who might need me at this time, you know? And I think even on, on our side as women, we do this to men a lot where they they might be the ones that are, are career driven or going through, you know, and we'll be like, well, I need this. I need this attention. I need this. And then they're like, I, I, I can't do both. Like, I can't. And we get so pissed off and mad about that. It's like, we don't understand that. What do you mean you can't right. do both? <laughs> we take it personal. Now we think it's about us when it's not about us. It has nothing to do with them not probably wanting to spend time with you or things like that. It's just the way they life is set up. Mm-hmm. I think now in this day and age, though, because women tend to take on so much because how many women are really staying at home? So they are the ones that have to be the parent, have to be the wife and have to also have a career. So they have to show up. And I guess men tend to be or it's it's more understandable in society terms that men are focused on work Mm. and they have to take care of the bulk of the bills theoretically but in actuality women are the bread makers in a lot of relationships and like you said um, you were a single mom so you had to take care of all of that on your own so I guess that could be why sometimes females in general are like why can't you show up for me if I have to show up for you them and this right 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 I definitely agree that it is very society looks it's okay but if the woman does it there's a big fucking problem right you're supposed to be like the mom the, the homemaker but not every woman has the desire to just be the homemaker <laughs> like right. you know not every woman has that desire. So I, I think it's a it's 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 gonna be that catch twenty-two, regardless of, of how you look at it. But somewhere you're you're gonna suffer something in there is gonna like we, you know, and I and I know we we preach this balance, having balance and um, you know, and I look like, you know. When I switched, even when I left my career in 2020 and I came into the spiritual seat, I didn't still have time to go and frolic at the lake and the beach and stuff. And it was like, cause I'm driven. I am learning, I am growing, I'm creating a business, you know? And so it was like, where the fuck does this balance (laughs) come in? Something always, always have to give like you were talking about the homemaker 
that is not me. That is not a role I have ever wanted to truly play. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll clean, I'll cook, I'll do what needs to be done. But if something has to be put on the back burner, I'm not cooking dinner or I'm not cleaning the bathroom or mopping the kitchen. Like, no, that that's going to be put on the back burner for me because that's not my priority. And figuring out what's important to you and your immediate circle, I think that's what can help you get past the thought that I have to be great at everything. I have to be all the things to everyone. And if I don't, I'm a failure. Once you can prioritize and figure that out, I think it'll help in the long run. Yeah, I definitely do. I grew up with a little sister who I should have been the older sister. So she's always got options. She needs a babysitter. She can have a babysitter if when it comes to me, I get nothing. So I've actually had my mom say to me once, it sucks that you were born second. And that like really hit hard because now my expectations are set even higher because I can't get everything handed to me like my sister. And whenever I went to school and because my kids are nine years apart. So I went to school, I did what I had to do to make a better career for myself and my son. And it was like, oh, I have your kid all the time. Well, I asked you before I went to school if that was okay. So then here comes my daughter and now my parents are still watching her so I couldn't work. And every day it's a complaint like, oh, your daughter's so bad, she did this, she did that. So now I want to go back to school to get into like the mental health field and be like a peer specialist. And I'm just not living up to my purpose. And I'm just like, well, he's going to watch my kids and do that. Because she already complains so much about me and she has to help my sister and I'm always put on the back burner. So I feel like no matter what I do when it comes to my sister, that I have to be the perfect one because she always gets slap on the wrist and it doesn't matter and it's been that way my whole entire life. Mm. So having my kids so far apart in age doesn't make a difference really. The only thing that I learned differently is not to be so career focused because when my son was in kindergarten, I was like, oh, well, my mom will go to the Halloween parade. Oh, I don't need to take time off for the kids. Oh, I can't take time off now. My kids are six, bye, I'm leaving. Because they come first. My job comes second, and it took me many, many years and mom guilt to actually say, this job is replaceable. My children are not. Hmm. So I just was like, in my family, my dad was always like, oh, you got to work, you got to do this, you got to do that. And like, he mentally abused my mom a lot. So I never wanted to depend, be dependent on a man for nothing. So I just got so focused on you can't miss work, no matter if it's snowing and you're going to wreck, like, you have to go, you have to go, you have to be this perfect worker, you're this perfect mom. Mm -hmm. One day I woke up and said, I don't care if I'm smiling, it's not clean. I don't care if it's not up to your expectations because I can't do it all. I'm one person. I only could do what I could do with what I got. I can't do anymore. And I was burning out and I was so miserable that I would take it out on my son. And now I just don't. You don't like the way my house looks? Don't knock on my door. I didn't ask you to come anyway. <laughs> right, right, right. 
it, it sucks. It, it really does suck because I think we've probably all had some instance like that where, especially like you do, I agree with, with having to know what you want. And I think when we're always talking about, we're talking about the, the whys, knowing your whys to everything, you know, not that you're like kids or mistakes or anything, but sometimes we do make decisions that it's like, damn, I still want to do this. And now I, I want to be mom, but I still want to do this. Right. And I remember like I, I was telling my daughter this not too long ago. I was like, I was on what I had like 60 credits in college. I was almost done. And then all of a sudden it was like no one could watch my daughter. And it was like wait what and it wasn't like they were telling me ahead of time like yo i can't watch her no more it was just one day can't watch her no more and it was just like i'm like almost done like literally almost done and i wasn't even aware because i was working and going to school so i wasn't even aware of how much schooling i had already done that i was almost there to getting a degree and that's when i was going for associates in arts and I didn't understand it until I moved away from my family and I went to the college and saw my transcripts and it was like 60 something credits. They were like, you know, you could have got a degree right. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, damn, you know? And then to realize like I was so close, but then just like that, it, and honestly, I was very pissed off at them for like, damn, like, why couldn't you tell me I could have tried to do something? It's not really their job, right? We can't really be mad at them. Like we could hope people will have our back and, and be there for us. But at the same time, if they choose not to, we can't be pissed off and mad because we are the parent, right? So again, in some aspects, it's just that back, back and forth of it, eating it like, damn, this was my choice, fuck it. But somebody's gonna have to sacrifice somewhere. There's gonna be some sacrifice. People are not going to like it. Your children aren't going to like it. Shit, my daughter has a lot of shit that she's working through, you know, from me being not home because it's like, well, who else was going to pay the bills? You know, we didn't get child support. We didn't get a check. Nobody was paying that. It was just like I made like when I moved to Florida from and, and this is like 20 years ago, right? where I was making $10 an hour at that time was really good. And then I moved to Florida and Florida was like $5 an hour. And it was just like a huge shock to go from like $10 an hour to $5 an hour. It was like, what the fuck is this? You know? So it was like, I worked two jobs because it was like, how am I in the cost of living was more. So it was like, how am I going to offset this? So my daughter had to grow up. She had to be an adult as a kid. She had to be an adult and watch herself. So, and, and I've worked through a lot of that guilt where I had a lot of guilt of not being home and not being able to be there and missing her recitals or things that she wanted to do. But at the same time, it's like, how else was it going to get done? You know, I was never going to be the mother on welfare right? I wasn't never going to be that. That was not my, like, I was like, okay, yeah, I might have a kid, but I'm not going to be the one just trying to get a check. That's not me. And I wasn't going to be the one who wanted to live off of section eight for the rest of my life. Like I grew up in that. So my mindset was like, no, I'm going to work. I'm going to make this money and I'm going to work hard and we're just going to work it out. And I'm going to be this working mom who gives my daughter a better life. But you know, Again, something had yeah. to give. <laughs> yeah. Until the 
like on the child, how much it affects the child, how much resentment they have toward, you know, they, they kind of don't understand until they become a mom and they put in that situation and then it'll kind of, they'll understand a little more of the choices you make. But when they're young, they don't understand. They, they don't get it, you know? So it's more of like sometimes them blaming themselves or whatever. And even going to work and, you know, some, some parents, they lose their children to the streets because they now confiding in someone else, whether it's a man, a friend, a gang, something they now want to belong to or turn to while we're at work. So it's like, it's it's hard. It's really hard because you can really lose your your child, you know, and especially in those teenage years when they need us the most, when they have to make decisions, when people, you know, students are bullying them or they first fallen in love and they don't know how to deal with heartbreak and you know, those type of things. That's when they need us the most, but we're too busy working, trying to feed them, trying to pay them bills so we don't be homeless. And now they turn to someone else or take matters in their own hands. Mm. I I will say this, and I'm going through that right now with my own daughter. It's funny that y'all said that because kind of like everything y'all have discussed up until this point, I think I've covered from A to Z in my life. But right now where I didn't want to have to depend on a man or whatever and and ask for support or whatever. I joined the military and in joining the military, I had to leave my kids with my mother. So um, right now, as y'all can see running around, he probably come through here again. Um, And my daughter filling whatever void she's got going on. um, I'm now raising my four-year-old grandson. And I know it has to do with her childhood and whatever resentment and anger or whatever that she's going through and the path that she's on now. I know that that's that's part of it. And I try to tell her to go get help. I mean, at some point, you have to take responsibility for your choices, just like I had to take responsibility for mine. And I've been in therapy mm-hmm. off and on since 2008. So at some point, you can no longer blame me Right. Um, and you have to make the decision to heal because at that point, you're almost 30. It's not my fault no more. Right. So, and I'm just going to go ahead and do what I have to do now where I got to the point where I didn't have to be on, on auto and focus on taking care of the kids. And when I got to the point where I could sit still and focus on me and literally Ariana and Louisa can tell you literally do nothing all day um now I'm being a mom all over again to a four year old and I'm trying to remember (laughs) what's like trying to think back cause my kids am dirty and but like okay I don't remember the four year old phase is this normal four year old behavior or do he need therapy or um is something wrong with him like I'm just trying to put all the pieces together cause at almost 50 this was not in my plan I wanted to go live on a cruise ship okay (laughs) 
I know you did. <laughs> it, it's real. And, and you know, it, it, life takes turns. And I don't think it mostly, I don't think mostly a lot of people like life doesn't go in the way they envision it. Right. Because even myself, when I was a teen, I was looking for love and in the wrong places. Right. And I had, you know, I had this idea of like what that love from a child would be. Right. And then that's why I was, you know, ended up having kids. And it's crazy because no matter how loving I was, my daughter still, by the time she got to her teens, was looking for that love. And you know what I mean? And then met her baby daddy and she got pregnant. She wasn't a bad kid. She wasn't like, it wasn't like she was hanging. You know, she wasn't a bad kid. She ended up falling for a guy and, you know, gave her all the promises that, you know, that you, and not her, not having her dad in her life was a big one, right? So then boom, she's a mom. And at that point, I just wanted to travel. Like I was in my late thirties. I had been a mom since teens. I was like, it's time to travel. It's time to, to go places. And then boom, my daughter's pregnant. And I'm like, I was pissed off and mad at her. I was so angry at her. I was like, what is, do you know, you you grew up with me. Hello, <laughs> like you grew up with me as a teen, a teen mom. I made it, I must've made it look too good. Like I must've made this shit look way too good for you to fucking like, what happened? And it was crazy because I didn't talk to her. She kind of had left for a little bit and went um, with the baby daddy and his and his sister, which eventually I was like, she need to see what type of people those are. But then she had sent me a picture and she had found out it was twins. And I was like, my heart just dropped like, the fuck is she gonna do with twins? Like, I didn't even know what the fuck she was gonna do with one. And it was like, what the fuck is she gonna do with two? And I was just like, oh my God, like why? Like, you know what I mean? I'm asking like, what is the purpose of this? And I ended up becoming mom again for for her and the boys because she actually got um, postpartum depression afterwards, really bad, you know, which was again, something that was very unexpected. And it was just like, oh shit, like now I'm mom. I'd go to work, come home and, and, and help out and be mom. And even though she couldn't show up to be the mom she probably wanted to be or the mom she thought she could be, you know? And for a long time, the boys called me mom. She has a great relationship with them now because of all the work she's done and the growing that she's done with them. But it wasn't easy in the beginning. Again, Someone had to sacrifice. I sacrificed to be like, all right, let me help you. But not everybody is going to be like that. Because even at a certain point, I was like, uh, all right, I need you to come back and be mom. <laughs> like, I know you're like drifting this way and you're trying to go live life because you you need the experience. But I need you. I'm tired. I need you to come back and be mom. So it, it is it, it's rough. So I can now look back at some of my family and be like, damn, you know, I get it. I get it. It's not your kid. It's not your, you know what I mean? I get it. You're tired. You're, you're exhausted. Damn. Okay. You know, I get it. I can, I can sit back and get it. Not that it helps because again, no matter what you're trying to do, you're going to, something's going to suffer. And like me now as an adult, I don't want to be the fucking wife that's cooking and cleaning and fucking doing laundry. I'm like, where are we ordering? <laughs> like, if you, like, my thing, like, if, like, literally, I would, I, and I haven't been on the dating site in forever, but when I used to be on the dating sites, um, one of the questions, like, men ask is, like, do you cook? And I'd be like, I would be like, no. Even though I know how to cook. 
So if that's your question to ask me, do I cook? I'm gonna tell you no, even though I know how, cause I don't want you thinking you're getting a fucking chef, you know, when we get together. No, you might get like three meals a year. The rest we gonna order. <laughs> you gotta understand like, no, because I focused on me. This past four years has been focusing on me. And I even checked out from my kids. I was like, y'all fucking grown. Uh, y'all do you. This is about me. I'm selfish right now. This is about me time. I don't see family half the time. I don't talk to people half the time. And I don't feel bad about it because I'm doing me. I'm in my purpose. I'm like, I'm changing the fucking world. I don't know what y'all got going on. I love you guys. I'll see you when I see you. And I don't feel bad for it because I'm like this. So I'm like anyone who wants to date me, I'm like, you're not getting a wife who's going to cook and clean and do laundry like laundry. I may do that. You know, I may get to that. (laughs) Not when you need something out of that fucking laundry basket, but I may get to that. You damn sure ain't getting served every day because it's like "Mm, that's not going to happen. Think you that's you gotta know who you are, right? Gotta know where you at, you gotta know what you want and roll with it and be okay. And the people who are not okay with that, I think you just got not get rid of them, but you gotta distance yourself from I think the negativity to tell you that you gotta do better than than what you feel is right for you, or you're not enough, or you're not woman enough or man enough because you don't do X, Y, and Z. Because there's a lot of shit I ain't doing and it's not for me to be just be like well I'm not doing this just like I don't want to do it you know I remember being young and trying to be the perfect wife to a man who had a problem with everything that I fucking did or found a problem in everything that I did and so I just refuse to rearrange my what I'm my purpose is to accommodate somebody else and that may be selfish but that's how I'm choosing to be in this life so I come first now before anybody else I'm like "Mm." I think that the unconditional love comes into when you meet that person and he's willing to love you under those conditions like you have a reason why you feel like that it's not like you just don't want to cook for him it's nothing personal toward with him you just in a part of your life right now so to me I think that's where the unconditional love come in you know a lot of people think unconditional love is dealing with and tolerating nonsense and bullshit you know what I mean that's not unconditional love to me unconditional love is like that understanding where you're coming from and why you're choosing you know yeah I can cook but I choose not to cook I've done it you know and just someone understand that why you choose to not cook that's where that unconditional love comes in that's where I think um you know a man is he willing to tolerate that you know you're letting him know from like maybe I'm not that that person you know we all have a thing of what are we willing to tolerate mm-hmm. someone you know or again that the unconditional love so many people get it twisted with the uncon. oh I want unconditional love right that- you know, I'm gonna stay while you abuse me and cheat on me and that's not the unconditional love I'm talking about. I'm talking right. about, you know, loving me knowing that I may not be what you are looking for or what you thought you were looking for, but still being able to love me anyway. That's right. I feel is unconditional love. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's funny because I think I've heard so many times what people say, <laughs> um, they get married for the wedding and not for the marriage. 
I've seen it. I've seen it. And I think for me, when I got married to my husband, my current, my my husband now, is because we both went into the mindset that this was it. That and he looked at me and he will tell you he looked at me like I was like I had two heads. I told him we started counseling six months. It was either six months or a year before we even got married. Mm-hmm. We started counseling, going to marriage retreats, couples retreats, different workshops, um, meeting with the chaplain doing different um, couples therapy, individual therapy, because it was like, we wanted that understanding and agreement. So by the time he got with me, when we got together, I actually told my husband that I didn't know how to cook because <laughs> my kids were older. And I was like, no, because my kids thought that they were too good for leftovers. So that means you can cook for yourself. Uh-huh. So I no longer cook, but I made sure I ate. So um, he actually believed that I didn't know how to cook. So, but he loves to cook. So my biggest thing is I have a thing for cleaning and germs. Mm -hmm. So he, even to this day, he does all the cooking. I do all the cleaning. That's our understanding and that's our agreement. Right. Now I cook certain meals that he, uh, that I know that he wants me to cook but all that other stuff, no. But we, we, we've, it's been 15 years. We've always ha- had an understanding from the beginning. So there was no surprises. Right, right, right. There's definitely the, unfortunately, there's definitely the misconception that the woman needs to cook and the man doesn't, right? And then men that do cook get a lot of slack. Like if they're simping, like if it's a problem that they choose to be the one who's primarily cooking. And I don't think there needs to be a role to the cooking. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it needs to be assigned. If you if you guys, it's like, man, you are the cook, do it. You love to do it, shit, do it, you know? Because it, it's just like, like I'm, I'm in, no, I'm like, no. That's their passion. If that's their passion, mm-hmm. then let them, you can cook and put my plate away when I get here. <laughs> like, you know, if that's what you right. like to, you know, and some men, you know, they like to cook. Right. It's probably that they probably had to do as a child due to their mom working and, you know, and learn to love it. But back to what you were saying, like with marriage, people don't understand there's so much work you have to put into marriage. I was married for 15 years and we grew apart. And the beginning of us growing apart started from us working. Mm-hmm. We were both working and he was working night and I was working morning. So when he's coming in, I'm leaving. So now I'm sleeping alone every night. You know, we'll try to, you know, do the Saturday or the day off and try to spend time together. But as the months went by, and I think for about two years, that was our schedule. He had, he came in about seven. I was walking out the door about 7.30. And then again, like I said, just, you know, going from sleeping every night with someone, you know, just physically being there to now you're sleeping alone. You start getting used to sleeping alone. And we grew apart. We started realizing we no longer have the same interests anymore. Mm 
I was growing in a different way. He was growing in a different way and who he grew to be was someone that I would never date. And that's that's how that our separation happened after 15 years. And he was my best friend. He was definitely my best friend and we're still friends to this day. So he's no longer my husband, but he's still my best friend. And we were able to come to agree and say, we're not the same people we were 15 years ago. Like we didn't grow together. And I think a lot of people need to realize when you're married, you have to be growing together or you're gonna grow apart. You're gonna be on two different levels and you're not gonna be, you know, the same person they fell in love with. And I can honestly, like I've told him that. I'm like, you're not the man I fell in love with. Not expecting him to still be that 22 year old, but to still have the things that I fell in love with when he was 22, certain things. And, you know, he grew to be, like I said, someone I wouldn't even date. And that's where that was. So being married is a lot of work and you can definitely get caught up, especially with careers. When you, you know, you have to have that two income when you're trying to raise a family, you know, you know, I have twins, so I've been there. So I know where your daughter felt and my mom isn't here. So for her to have you, that was definitely like such a because I went through the same thing like what am I going to do with two children when they're both crying and I have to feed them and who do I pick up I remember being in the hospital the day I gave birth and I broke down crying because they were both crying and I'm like who do I choose to pick first to feed and sad because I had to choose one and I went through the postpartum after having them also Mm -hmm. I went through the, even after that, like not being good enough or feeling like I'm not good enough and having both. Now I'm glad that he was there. So he did a lot. It was like, we had our own child. (laughs) Like he dealt with my son. I dealt with my daughter. So, you know, and we, so that was easy, but to have my mom there, I think would have been so totally different. But in that same sense, it makes you have to like what you were saying about your daughter, like, girl, you got to get it together because I need you to step up. And it's like in that situation, you like, I got to get it together. I got to step up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I know he's there and he's doing the best he can. But now I'm feeling some sort of way because I'm like, OK, he's I feel like he's doing more. And that's where the postpartum came in. Like, okay, I'm their mom. Why, you know, I'm feeling like, okay, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. I got to step up. I got to do this and get it right. So I need to snap out of this shit. Like, right. it, it, it's it's hard. It's definitely hard. Right. That growing together, <laughs> just going back to relationship, is huge. And you will not be the same person you are when you meet. There's no way, because then you don't evolve. And if you're not evolving, then you're not doing what you need to do, right? As a person, as a human, right? And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, you'll go to that, like you're not who I used to know, but you're also not who I want to be with in this moment. So you had to like really realize that a lot of people do not realize that and they're still clinging on 
to what they used to have. And it's like, what you used to is gone. It's long gone. And we're still trying to hold on to something. This is why you see so many relationships that are toxic, especially marriages that are toxic as hell. And most of it is pride and ego that has you still sitting in the game and being unhappy. Well, and believe it or not, finances, finances, mm-hmm lot to do with it a lot of women stay right men too (laughs) let me tell you to say this shit that i used to be like you ain't joking it's cheaper to keep her and i'd be like "Mm -hmm, (laughs) and it it's sad because i guess that's where it goes again you Mm know women or men choosing to sacrifice to to leave with nothing to start all over to because i like that I was a stay-at-home mom to the twins turned four you know he was that type oh I don't want you you know working stay at home with the kids till they old enough to go to daycare and you know and I was all for it he's like you know I'm not he I'm he's the one working I don't want you on no assistance I, you know and I was all for it I'm like it sounds awesome you know especially staying at home with the children which, which was beneficial because I, I worked with them before they even got to pre-k they knew how to read so it's nothing I would never take back but what I would do different is while I was home taking care of them I would have enrolled in some kind of college or some kind of course or some kind of something so when it was time for me you know for them to go to school and me now to get into that work world I I would have been ready or even did a part-time or something to where I was kind of, you know, stacking my own bread for a little bit. Because again, like I said, some people stay in relationships knowing it's over a long time ago. And they're basically just like roommates. The love is gone, everything is gone, but they stay because financially, again, like you said, cheaper to keep her. Right. <laughs> you know? right. And it's because yeah. you're not happy. Your children can sense when you're not happy. Like children are not dumb. They can sense when you walk through the door, the whole attitude and your whole face change. Or when he walks through the door and his whole attitude change, they can sense that. So it's like, okay, I have mommy and daddy at home, but neither one of them are happy. They're still, you know, it's still damaging them. It's still something when they get older, they're going to have to deal with that childhood trauma. That is still trauma. Not seeing, you know arguing, seeing your parents argue. Okay, they there, but they always arguing because honestly neither one of them want to be there but because of finances they stay yeah it's exactly how i grew up very chaotic very toxic i can tell you i can't even tell you how many times it fought um i don't even want a man who drinks because my dad drinks so much um and my mom would instead of letting him sleep it off she'd go and argue with him i couldn't tell you how many times he left and like I'd run to the door and try to stop him from leaving because I want to put him out. So it's definitely damaging. And a lot of what I went through, I will never put my kids through. My kids have never ever seen me with an alcoholic beverage. They never will because I don't want them to have the same problem that I did. Right. I'm still not over it, and I'm 33. It's rough. I used to ask my mom like, "What? Why did you stay? Like, what? What was the point?" 
You know what I mean? And in in my mom's mind, it was I was trying to keep the family together because she, you know, her mom and dad split when she was five, and that was heartbreaking for her. She her whole world had changed at five, and um, in her mind, she was keeping the family together. This family, her family, and I was just like. Did you not see how fucked up this shit was? Like, Maya, do you know if you would have left, maybe we would have a different chance. But I I used to sit and I I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand the stain, you know? Even like, I wasn't with, my, my baby daddy wasn't abusive, but we were toxic. We constantly argued. It was constantly a problem, you know, where we got together when I was 13. So by the time I was closer to my 20s, it was like, why are we even together? You know what I mean? Like, why are we even together? You don't even like, because I was changing and I wasn't, I didn't want to just be just rapping hip hop. I was liking, you know, Spanish music and I was liking uh, techno and I was like, liking all this other stuff and he couldn't understand any of that. And it was just like, we, we, we don't like the same things. You know, we don't even talk about the same things. And even when it came to career was, I was very much into arts. I was writing poetry and, and, and stuff like that. I love writing songs and stuff. And he didn't give two shits about any of that. He wanted me to go be a nurse. Like, that's what he wanted me to go to be a nurse. And he his plan was to be this ultimate fucking drug dealer. And it was just like, does that even fucking make sense? You want me to... <laughs> you want me to be the nurse and you gonna be the ultimate fucking drug dealer. So he could be the drug dealer and then when he gets shot, you can patch it back together using a YouTube video at home. <laughs> I guess so. Because as a nurse, I can't even imagine and I know there's people in all walks of life doing different things but that's just not where I can envision somebody who's doing what they gotta do going to school becoming a nurse in this (laughs) medical career and it's like yeah my man is a drug dealer (laughs) I you know he was a drug dealer when I met him like to be real he was a dealer on the corner which I was in love with adrenaline when I was when I was a teenager. When I my my kids father too, so you ain't alone. But every time what you just said, you was a teenager. I was a teenager. That was longer appealing. I I love. I oh, love the adrenaline of it. Like, we ooh, the bad boy. Bad boy on the corner. Like, ooh, let's oh, get it. <laughs> I think we all been there, done that, dealt with a drug dealer, and we all, you know, but like, you know, as you grow, right. I mean, your expectations, like, he could not have expected you at 13 to fall in love with him at, not, at now 19, mm-hmm. 20. And you okay with him being a drug dealer still? No, that was one of our biggest things because he would go to work for a little while and then he would be like, oh, I got fired or laid off. And I'm like, why? Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It was this constant issue. And then he would just run back to drug dealing, like, oh, I just got, I'll do this. And it was just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be the drug dealer's girl. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. That's, that's not the life that I want for us and for my daughter. It was just like, this ain't it. No, my kids, my kids' father, this is how ignorant my kids' father was. So y'all remember the show that used to come on, um, 
city under siege i think it was city under siege where they bust the the drug dealers or whatever and catch them on camera or whatever i don't think i see this that. this was back in the 80s like 80s early 90s back in the day why this fool was on there <laughs> <laughs> this fool was on there and i didn't i thought they was lying to me why some friends of mine that was also drug dealers these right. fools had them videotaped it Back when they had VHS tapes, they they, they had recorded it. I was like, "Oh my God, yeah!" So you are not alone. You, you and you you change if you're growing and changing. You're doing what you need to do, and a lot of times it's like you get to that point where you uh, you just see it for what it is, and it's like we're holding on for all the wrong reasons. And I know when I got to like the twenties, I realized that I was holding on purely for ego. Because of the way, you know, of some stuff that happened, it was like, yeah, I got them. Now what? You know what I mean? It was like that kind of whole kind of thing. But it was just like, what do I really have? What did I really gain? What am I really holding on to? You know, I didn't win, though. It wasn't like at that time, not to say he's this horrible person, but it's not like I won this prize by staying with him. It was a constant issue. So um, unfortunately, we, we had a lot of karma to work out with with our with our bond. But eventually when I got to them 20s, it was just like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. This is this is not what I want. This is not I'm not going to be the one who stays in a relationship just to keep this f- facade of a family together. And we're not even a family, right. not, you know. Yeah. Because it just would be constant arguing, 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 arguing over dumb shit. It was always the, and when you can't stand somebody, it's gonna be the little tiny stuff that pisses you off and goes blows up, and it's just like we don't even like each other. (laughs) And it's funny because now as we older, I know with me, those are the signs. It's time for me to go. It's time to end this. This has been this this expired a long time ago because now every little thing is getting on my nerve. That means it's over. Like it's it's. What are we holding on to? Where I breathing? Are you still breathing? (laughs) (laughs) So those people that are. Why are you breathing so loud? (laughs) As soon as they walk through the door, they whole they whole shit be like, whoa! Like they whole face just changed. Like, like did you have to come home today? Like you not hanging out with your boys? Like little, you know what I mean? Now you want them gone all the time. Like, dang, get a girl or something. Like, go cheeky, go do something. Don't be here. I don't want you here. Like, now you like, I don't want you here. Right. Why are you, you know? slamming the door? Walked in. What you mean? Why are you chewing like that? Like, dang, you got to do your lips like that? <laughs> but, no, but that's where we have to learn how to evolve and move forward. Like you said, you asked your mom, Ariana, why did you stay? So hopefully that was what was able to teach you to not stay because you knew you didn't want to go down that same road for as long as she did. Yeah. I mean, kind of. I mean, I still stayed probably longer than what I needed to. You know what I mean? Being that, um, especially him, because he was still the father of my first daughter. We went through that whole thing. And then, you know, the universe brought us back together to have, you know, my second daughter. And I was 16 when me and him got back together. So from 16 up until 20, you know, we were we were together. But the end, probably the last year, I would say, 
me and him were cheating on each other in the last year. I was cheating hard. I wanted him to feel that shit. In the last year of our relationship, I was like, I'm about to make you feel it. You didn't fuck me over so many times. You about to get it. And I'm not going to say that's right because it's definitely not right. I look back on it like, damn, that was a very immature thing to do. But I was a cold one. Like, I remember rolling up, having a dude drop me off in front of the house <laughs> and have hickeys all on my neck. Like, you about to see this shit. And you going to like feel it. Said, I mean, you were at that age, which to me, that's how 19, 20 year olds you know, right. <laughs> that that's what you expect. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you back. I want you to feel the way I feel. I want you, you know what I mean? Right. And like right. you said, I mean, at that age, those are the things. Now, when you grown and you doing some dumb shit like that, yeah, no. you should just go. Like, right. it, just leave. Like, it's... I would not. I would not do that now. There would be nothing in me that would even desire to try to get anybody back. But at that time, you know, I had went through so much with him and the cheating like on and on and on that by the end of it, not only were we like not, you know, we were like enemies by the end of it. I also wanted revenge. You know, that was my thing. And I think, um, yeah, as kids, you're going to do this stupid shit as kids because you're still kids. You have Mm -hmm. no... Your mindset is immature, so you're doing immature things. But now it's like, hell no. If someone wants to cheat, all right, you cheated. If it, it, and I can't just say I would be gone because I feel like there's levels to cheating on both ends, right? I see it from a different lens now. So I can't just say, oh, if someone cheats on me, that's it. It's great. You know, you could say that shit, but in reality, you know, it's a different story depending on what's going on. I would hope that whoever I'm with, we can have a conversation before it gets to cheating. Like if they're feeling a certain way, if they're going through insecurities, because most of the time it's insecurities that create the cheating because they need someone to make them feel better, right? Woman or men, it doesn't matter. So hopefully whoever I'm with down the line, we can have a conversation about what's going on before it gets there. But I can't say that I'm just going to be like, oh, if someone cheats on me, I'm just going to be out the door. I can't say that. And I used to be like, oh, no, you cheat on me. That's it. I'll never talk to your ass again. And But now I see things so differently that I just, it's I'm like. So true. That is so true. A lot of women do that. Uh, they do that. Oh, not me. Oh, if he cheat on me, I'm out. And so you in that right. situation. And like you said, due to whatever it is. And so you in that situation, you really can't say, you know, and I think we all have said that because I remember me saying that and me being married and my husband cheating and, and, you know, me leaving and things like that. And one thing, like I left for like three months and moved to a whole nother state. And one thing that my sister said to me, she said, if you're going to forgive him, forgive him and move forward. Don't forgive him and throw it in his face every chance you get. If you're not ready to go back, if you're not ready to start over and work on it, don't even do it. She's like, unless you're ready to know not to bring it up again, like just don't throw it in his face. And I and I had to say to myself and come to that point where I'm like and it took me about three four months to come to that because I'm like I know my mouth and I know any little thing I'm probably going to say some slick because I'm not over it and I had to really be how can I say not be over it but be over it to the point where I know if I wanted it to work I had we talked about it we had Mm -hmm. we did the talk we did and to know that 
I can trust him again because I didn't want to be in a relationship with someone I could not trust. I'm not right. going to go back to that. So, right, to, right, you right. know, to, to know those things and, you know, and we wind up getting back together and, you know, being together, like I said, 15 years getting married and, you know, things like that. So, but I was that chick. I used to be that chick. Oh, not me. Mm-hmm. A dude cheat on me. I'm out. Mm-mm. I ain't playing that. He could until it happened. And it right. was the worst feeling ever because it was. It was the worst feeling ever. Right. But then I realized, and and even like this older lady who was married for years, she said, you know, she gave me advice and she said, you know, um, if you feel it's worth it, then you, you give it another try. You right. know, these are things you learn from. You learn together with him also knowing he lost you knowing the you know the consequence behind those actions right she's like you know take your time yeah do what you got you know do what you gotta do and if y'all you know and we did we like three four months i moved to a whole nother state and then he moved to the state i was in and he came and you know we worked it out and you know we're together another eight years after that so it was like kind of early on in our relationship. But yeah, I, I think we all been that chick who's like, oh, not me. I'll leave. I'm out. Right, right. Situation. Yeah, well, we get a lot of slack. Everyone has an opinion on on the cheating. You get a lot of slack from family and friends that are like, leave that mother. You know what I mean? Like, leave. Yeah. And I think that there's so many layers to it. Like I said, not saying that you should ever keep dealing with it because I feel like when it becomes a pattern, that's somebody that needs to go get help and they need to figure that shit out. I don't think you need to be the baggage of of this person's pattern, but I do feel like if it's worth it, if you're looking at this person and you really love this person, you're going to take that step back and and, and really look at, can we work through this or not? Um, But again, some people... Like my my daughter's father, he was someone who had horrible insecurity issues, had nothing to do with me. That I mean, he was constantly like telling me I'm doing this. And I, for years, didn't do shit until the end. In the end, and I put it in his face, like, I ain't got to hide the shit you're going to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? But for years, he could not get over his own insecurities. He constantly, because in his in his energy, he would say, you deserve better. And I was like, man, I should have fucking listened to your ass a long time ago. (laughs) You believe that shit. You created that. You knew I deserve better and you created the energy, right? So I I guess some people are going to sit in their insecurities and never work through it. So again, at some point, you got whoever is, you know, that person who who cheats has to take that step back and say, why did I need to cheat on this person? Right. Not just, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again, but how about you heal whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you got going on inside to where you needed to go and address that? Yeah, I agree. Cause I know like with my husband, it when we talked about it and he was actually ready to tell me kind of where where it came from like how it came about that like you said that type of thing like with him is he never really uh, how can I say not respected women but he always thought that women would leave him so it was more of like from birth at birth he was given up um his birth mom she was 14 she left him in a park when he was three months old. So that was the first thing with a woman. Then the the mother who adopted him. 
she abused him physically, mm-hmm. mentally, sexually, she abused him. So that's another one. Then he had a grandma who took care of him and she showed him all the love and treated him so well and she died. So it was like his thing with women and then with me, meeting me and having that stability and having the kids and, you know, not, we didn't, of course we weren't perfect, but giving him that love and all that. So it was like, okay, when is she gonna leave? Right. But I know she's gonna leave. She's gonna eventually leave just like every other woman who, you know, I loved and 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 did me. She's gonna either cheat on me or do me wrong or leave me for somebody else or just get tired of me or wake up, you know. So that's where that came and it wasn't until we talked and it, you know, it got a little deeper of mm-hmm. where it came and I understood and I could say thing, you know, and even with sex sex meant nothing to him like women he had no respect like it was like he's like it wasn't nothing you did it wasn't that I wasn't attracted to you I didn't cheat on you because of something you did we had a great sex life everything he was like it, it was nothing it was just you know and it yeah and it and it got deeper when you know and he had to even realize that himself Mm-hmm. of why he cheated and it goes back to like I said the women in his life wow. and it's and it's hard I mean you know so like you said when it comes to that now it like you said when it comes to a man and this is his pattern and this is what he do and he thinks he's the don and he's just cheating because he think he that shit you know what I mean that's different like yeah you need to keep it moving because he's not going to change this is like you said him feeding his own insecurities by how many women he deal with and this that and a third so like you said due to different circumstances but even back to what you said my sister and him don't get along because I'm that's my older sister he hurt me and she can't forgive him for that oh wow yeah yeah so they don't get along they cause you but they don't get along and it's something her husband said to her in front of me and him he said she forgave him and if she can forgive him, just imagine how much it took for her to forgive him. Right. You try to forgive him. But like I said, she she they are they they can be in the same room together, they cause you, but you can tell they and, and that's her. She just like, you hurt my little sister. Like hmm. so it goes back to that with family having something. And then how can I say another thing too with a lot of people don't do or say they be living it they they manage cheating on them but they don't tell it they keep it to themselves no they keep it to themselves and they pretend like it's not happening and it's there but they Mm -hmm. don't want that they don't want that judge they don't want that oh you know you need to leave because honestly i guess they don't be ready to go Mm -hmm. you know and i think a lot of the times people in relationships they know they spouses cheated on them but they don't want to say nothing mm. they'll keep it to themselves mm-hmm. just so they don't get that you know that judgmental from their family and friends right because you do get that pressure like girl you don't need to be with him he's cheating on you girl you, you want me to come help you pack his bed you know you get that and i think a lot of people don't be ready to leave mm-hmm. you know they, yeah. they really don't <laughs> Yeah, and you can't push somebody to do something that they're not ready for. And that goes along with 
anything with addiction, cheating, leaving somebody, uh, even getting healthier and, and changing your habits, stopping smoking. If the person is not ready, there's nothing that you can do. And you can be there either as a support to allow them to vent to you, share with you, let right. you know what's going on. Or you can say, this is something that I don't agree with. I can't have this conversation with you. So we have to put that part of our relationship to the side. And that that's just not a part of it. And you can do that with friends, with family, with anybody, because sometimes it does become too much to keep hearing somebody, the ones that do talk about it and they do say, oh my God, he's doing this, or let me go and follow him. Or I went through his phone and I found X, Y, and Z. Right. And it's like, okay, is there, is there a change behavior that, is there something that you want to do about this? Exactly. Other than, other than right. discuss it. Right. You're right. Like, okay, you're going through his phone. Are you ready? If you see those messages, are you ready? If you do um, reveal that he is cheating, are you ready to take actions behind it? Because why go through his phone and happen to maybe see something if you're not going to do nothing about it which you're going to cry and hurt your mm-hmm. own feelings and 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 now every two seconds you're in his phone and now you're every two seconds you're wearing about where he's at because now you've done seen something so you know he's creeping in and now all you're doing is breaking your own heart every day every right. day standing there looking through his phone looking through his emails or whatever it is own heart Right. One thing I do not do, I do not go through somebody's phone. I feel like if I need to go through your phone, we don't need to date. Exactly. And and that is something that from my first, I I learned a lot in my first relationship with my baby daddy and we didn't even have cell phones in. That's how long ago that shit was. (laughs) We had pictures and shit like, but I learned that because when you go looking for shit, you're going to find it. And that whole thing of be ready of what you're going to find, right? And if you need to go find something, if you need to go search for something, you already know. The exactly. Answer if you need to go find it, right? So I've learned that I'm not, I'm not going to do that because I wouldn't want someone doing that to me. So if I don't trust you, why the fuck are we in a relationship? Exactly. Like if I don't trust you, I, and, I, and, and I, for the life of me, I don't understand that. I don't understand if I don't trust this man, how am I laying next to him? Exactly. And I think we got to do better about that to to have that because if I'm constantly, I need to be in your phone. What I need to check myself first. Let me figure this out. What the fuck am I going through? That I need to be looking in your shit constantly, see who you're looking at, who you like in pictures. <laughs> Why are you driving yourself fucking crazy on this shit in the first place? That goes back to your own insecurities. Now, if you really like this person is doing this again, you gotta take that step back. I'm not going in someone's phone. If I if I if it gets to that point, we don't need to be together. Exactly. I have zero trust in you and in this relationship, you know. And um, I think that's just you and you see it because I, I would see girls and one would be like, yo, and the other one would be like a whole private eye. And I'm like, right. The, the tracker it. thing, they're <laughs> tracking the phones. They do, you know, they, they locations. The, and the, the fake accounts 
and shit. Like exactly. What are you doing? You made a right. fake account to be his friend, to talk to him in the DMs, <laughs> do all this extra shit. If you gotta do all that, kill the whole fucking relationship. Like just throw it in the trash. Exactly. You gotta create a whole fucking fake account to try to entice him to talk to you to see <laughs> if he's going to cheat on you. The fuck? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, checking, oh my uh, popping up at his location and and doing all, like, what, drive-bys, driving by where he yeah. at, having your friends take you, like, if, like you said, if you got a zoo, I mean, that's how I am, too. I'm not with the phone thing. Like, your phone could be laying right there, right in, right next to me. You could be knocked the fuck out. I'm not <laughs> going through your phone. I, like, I could care less. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... It's going to come out regardless, right? And again, if you got to go to that extent, you already know, you know, you you already know. So if you don't trust this person, you need to take a step back and kind of look at that first. Because I do believe in that that privacy. Ask, if you really want to see this person's phone, Yeah, that's me them. too. You don't need to sneak and do it. Can I see your phone? Mm-hmm. You're going to get the look <laughs> in that moment. Person's going to look at you like, either why you want to see my phone or sure. Look right, exactly. Phone. You know, mm-hmm. who was just on the phone with, they're going to have no problem oh my mom or my sis or you know what I mean they have no problem saying who it was but if they're looking like what you know but like you said I mean it goes back to that you already know you just now need confirmation that's what that is you knew something Ben's untold you he doing some crazy and now you looking to confirm it but then it goes back so okay once it's confirmed what are, what are you going to do about it argue about it bring it to his attention right. argue and then go to bed Right. You know, like, are you really going to take actions behind it if it comes out, if it if it is confirmed that he is doing what you, um, you know, suspect all along? Like, what are you really are you really ready to do that part to end it or you're going to cry about it? Yeah, he's going to ask for forgiveness. And then tomorrow you're going to be looking at his phone now because now you done right. known and now you're like, OK, this is what I'm going to do. Did you guys see there's a. There was a, a, a kind of a little story about a chick who saw her dude was liking a bunch of Instagram models and they all kind of had like a same look. They had the same kind of look. And he, she was liking, he was liking all of them. She went and got like plastic surgery or stuff to then make herself look like those girls because she felt that's what he wanted. He's liking all these girls. They all look the same. Then he left her after she did that. Yeah. So... One of the things that I feel like women and men don't realize that there's a fantasy, right? And then there's reality. You are the reality because you're here with him in reality, but there is still a fantasy and there's nothing wrong with having a fantasy. A lot of people want to be the fantasy of this person, but it's kind of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could still be yeah. that, but now you created the fantasy and this man can't take it. He's like, nah, that's not what I signed up for. I'll- that's the equivalent of you sitting there watching porn and you go in there and try to do that mess you see on the porn and break a hip. You done lost your whole mind. What? <laughs> but how many people do it? And you know, it's crazy because it's like, it's unrealistic. 
It is oh, unrealistic. Yeah. Now I'm someone who's watched like the the outtakes and stuff, how they do porn and shit. And you be seeing the guy can't he can't focus. It's all this other extra shit. I'm like, so people are looking at it like, oh my god, this is what we need to be. And it's like, no, you don't need to be the fucking porn star. They can barely do that shit. They got stools and stands and shit. They cutting and putting this shit together to make it look like it's right. I was just about to say that. Like they're take they're having so many different takes they're editing it making it look like they're going longer than what they are and and yeah they are they're taking time to get in that position like it's yeah they don't real people don't realize like that is not that is all staged like that's not you know that's not reality (laughs) let's just keep it honest that's not reality they're in there doing a job to entertain you know, they're actors and actresses. So it's for right. us to think and believe that they're going longer than what it is and able to do these different positions. Right. Fantasy. And I think that we we kind of that goes to your own insecurities and stuff also that you're not allowing your your person to have that fantasy and to keep that fantasy and you want to take that away because you need to be the ultimate special person in their life and I think if you take a second and look at that be like "Mm, wait a minute why do I need to be the all you know what I mean like maybe I need to check my own fucking ego in this moment where I don't need to be the everything. Cause I, right. I saw that and I was like, damn, you do all that and then he leaves you. What the fuck do you do? But you know what? It goes back to also like when they are talking about like bigger women, right? Mm-hmm. And these women are trying to get that shape and them BBLs and that no stomach. And then he turns around and deals with a woman who's natural. Right. And maybe a BBW, a little chunky, thick. And so now you done did all this, that, and a third, right. thinking this is what he likes. If I'm this, he won't cheat on me. And right. then he does. And and it's with a natural looking woman. It's with a, 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 a realistic woman, a woman right. with stress marks, a woman with a belly, right. a woman with some meat on her body. And now you done went under the, the night trying to be this because it goes back to again fantasy you know they do look at the instagram and they do look at these instagram models but that's not who they're dating there's you know those are fantasies maybe in a mind they wouldn't mind a night with one of them you know right that's right that's just a that's just a fantasy for the moment but the reality is they are attracted to regular looking women so now you done you know almost jeopardize your life going under the night trying to be this for this man and then when if he cheats on you it's with someone who's totally opposite of what you're trying to look look like right right because that's again and all all pretty much most of the sessions i've ever done with clients when it comes to cheating is it comes down to it's not really them it's the other person what they're going through their insecurities, their ego, what they got going on. Most of the time it has nothing to do with their partner. They're not cheating on their partner because their partner is a shitty partner. Most of the time, and I'll say most because there's a, you know, a couple little things in there that we don't look at, but most of the time it's their own shit. It has nothing to do with the person. And it's like, 
but you take it as if you're doing something wrong. Well, what am I doing wrong? But now I need to go. Well, you see all this, how many years has BBLs been a thing, right? And I don't know if you guys saw um, Kim Kardashian. They had a picture of her looking very big, voluptuous. And then all of a sudden now she's like skinny and lost all this crazy weight. And now they're trying yeah. to say skinny is the, the thing coming backward. Now they're going to be pushing yeah. you extra skinny. And I'm like, well, that's not skinny. That's anorexic. So now we're pushing <laughs> you to starve. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the Kate Moss era, they say, is coming back or that look. Oh. Right. It's so crazy. I seen something and I was so amazed the other day. So in a matter of fact, the 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 I think it said like the new BBL is now women are getting their feet done. So what they, they doing to their feet? So they feet can cute. So they can have cute feet. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with these women? Wait a minute, what yes, do they doing to their feet? The, I'm telling you, the thing said, oh, um, the new BBL is getting the feet done. And now they have like all these foot surgeons that they're posting and women are doing this thing where they're getting their feet done. And I'm like, what are they getting aligned with saying. the toes? What are they doing to the feet? I guess to make their feet prettier or whatever. The, the reason the reason why I'm saying is because I, I didn't have foot surgery. And I didn't have foot surgery because I got bad feet. It wasn't look pretty or none of that. I got bad feet. I had hammer toes and, and some other stuff going on. I, and I wear them damn military boots. My feet hurt. So I wear, I got custom orthotics the whole nine. I'm all about my feet not hurting and being comfortable. How, I mean, is they bedazzling their toes? What is they doing? No, they're getting cosmetic surgery so they can have pretty feet. I'm I don't Google know what that means. I'm going to Google this. Wait a minute. Yes. I've seen it on um, Instagram. And like I said, they're posting these doctors, the, you know, the same way they were posting those Miami doctors that do the BBL. So now they're all these feet doctors and, you know, who to go to to get them done. And I think a few celebrities done got them done already. And yeah. And, and the caption said, um, it's the new BBL. You literally can just... Take care of your feet, lotion, <laughs> and put some nail polish on it, and you will be okay. Unless you really got some crazy stuff that hurts your foot. Right, right. I think that's what? doing the what? extreme. Hold up, y'all. Hold, hold up. I just Googled it. It says Cinderella foot surgery isn't <laughs> a good idea. What Wait. the hell? I, I got I to Google this real quick because... Uh, I need to see. Yes, I'm telling you, that's the new thing. Wait a minute. It's got one on here that says, it's surgery to make you taller, the new BBL for men. Yeah, I I think I've heard of that one too. Oh, no, I didn't hear of that one. So, okay. Now, okay, some (laughs) of these people, their feet, they got crooked toes and stuff. Okay, you want to fix your toes? I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Now, but some of these people, they, they have like a little gap in, in their foot and they don't want the gap. I think you're doing a little too much there. You don't want the gap between your toes. Who said you're not supposed to have a gap between your toes? <laughs> right. We it's have toes. gaps between every toe. It's called the Cinderella. <laughs> it's called the Cinderella procedure. What the hell? 
Like, we're supposed to have gaps between every toe. What do they mean? Feet or feet. Men, do not jump on on this train. Women ain't giving a shit about your feet like that. Let me just tell all the men out there, <laughs> please do not start jumping on this. Your feet are fine. Clean them as long as they don't smell, you're good. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Wait a <laughs> minute. They got, they got something called a foot tuck. <gasps> wow. This is why we need to start working on our mental space, okay? We need to figure out Mm-mm. how we can elevate in other ways so that we don't have to resort to these cosmetic surgeries to build our confidence. This is why exactly. we need to build ourselves, build up each Love other, yourself. build up our children because it it doesn't end. and. It's not even the feet. There was a phase. There was a a time where women and their genitalia, they were getting vaginoplasties. Right. Because they wanted it to look prettier. And I'm like, a vagina is a vagina. And I'm like, who looking? (laughs) Right. Where are you advertising? Like, what are you doing? So I'm going to say this. So I'm going to say this. I'm not against plastic surgery because I have had plastic surgery. But I had plastic surgery because I used to be 230 pounds at my heaviest. I had four stomachs and four butts. So if you know anything about looking like the biggest loser when you lose the skin and your skin Mm -hmm. hanging, and I got tired of lifting it up. So I was like, I got my tummy tuck and I had lipo done. So I'm not against plastic surgery. If it's necessary, but all this, all this uncalled for, now nah, that, that that's crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I totally enough. that vagina thing was. I never could understand it because I'm like, it literally is a vagina. They right. all have different ways of looking, <laughs> but they pretty much is the same shit. Like, you, you, how do you make it pretty? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I, yeah, they had their gold standard of what it was supposed to look like. Wow! You wouldn't, you didn't want the labia to be too big. You didn't want this. You didn't want that. So I they mean, made it. So what did they? Perfect. What did they do? Take a census for men, look at it, and give me your opinion. <laughs> I mean, how, how did they come up with this conclusion? You done sat here, and you done, you done, you done took a survey of every man right. that done seen your vagina. To get the consensus before to decide that it wasn't pretty enough. Okay, so let's let's be real. What man <laughs> is like, baby? I was just about to. <laughs> your not, vagina's not, a little ugly. Not none, not none, never. Not none, never. Not none, never. With that thing looking like. You know what? I'm 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 gonna say it's a little off. You you. I, I don't like your lips. I, like what man has Probably ever? Probably like one of your that? lips is a little bigger than the other, so I don't think I'm a smash. Ain't no, ain't no dude saying that. Not none, never. Not none, never. Like, like really, where, I, I really feel like women come up with this shit. I don't think that men are sitting here like, nah, I don't like your vagina. I, it's really ugly. I don't think there's not one fucking man who has said that to a woman. I really think that we are the ones overthinking all of this, this stuff. You know what I mean? We're overthinking all of this to where we think your vagina's ugly. It's a fucking vagina. Like, let's... Yeah. 
I think with that one, again, it goes back to the porn because they see what their men are watching and there usually is a certain look. And so they think, okay, this is what I need. And then they go ahead. Right. But again, it's I a fan agree with that because I've watched porn and I've done seen women porn and they stuff be looking raggedy. And I was getting ready to say, okay, there's devil so, porn and there's different kind of porn. raggedy. So, yeah, there's different kind of porn. So, so what you porn. gonna do? So what you gonna do if your man is in the granny porn? What you gonna do? And you sitting up here 25. What you wanna do? If your man is in the, your man is into granny porn. What you gonna do is if your man is into some people like anime porn. What you gonna do? Right. What you finna do? Go, and then it goes go, back to go, men. Jump out the closet and you looking like kaleidoscope. What you finna do? We know it's men change their mind all too. the time. Men change their mind all the time. So right. one day they may be feeling this type of, you know, look. And two months from now, they feeling up. So now what you gonna do? Change your coochie every time he changes his mind. But then it goes back to what you said. Okay, they are they asking these men what does a perfect one look like? So then it goes back to no. us. Now we're trying to do something for men because it's not that you don't like your coochie. It's different if you like, okay, I look down there and I'm not feeling this. Right. But if right, you're right. doing this because of a man, because you want him right. to like it, or you think he will prefer it better or whatever. Like again, why? Why, as women, are we letting a man control? <laughs> well, we're, we're see. That's the thing. We're making it in our mind that the man is controlling us. Now we're looking at the again. You, he already has you. He don't need to watch a girl that looks like you on porn, okay? He has you. So if he's watching some other type of porn, again, that's a fantasy. Let him have a exactly. damn fantasy. Let him escape for a little while. Let him have that fantasy. And if you really need to jump out the closet in the anime, hey, do you. God plays the thing, right? But to the extent of, oh, that's what he likes. I need to change me. You're setting yourself up for failure. Because again, that's a fantasy. He has exactly. you in reality. You know, it's just like a woman who watches certain porn because there are women. Uh, and a man is looking like, well, why you keep watching, you know, black guys? You know what I mean? Like, why you keep watching that? It's like, just a fantasy. I don't really fucking want this shit. Like, who wants this shit in real life? I think people have to have... It goes back to having conversations, though. Having conversations with your person. What's going on instead of assuming it, running with it, you know what I mean? And creating this whole narrative in your mind when you haven't even talked to him. Because he'll probably tell you, that's just, that's just porn. Or, you know, that's just a fantasy. Hey. So again, it comes back to building yourself up enough that you can accept that your partner has this fantasy or has fantasies, period. And that that doesn't mean that's something that they need to have in their life. Because if you can build up your confidence and your own self-esteem, because I know we put that on other people so often. Oh, I have low self-esteem because of you. The first word is self. 
It's yourself. You have to build up your self-esteem. Stop looking at that from outside sources. Right. And then you can come to terms and deal with the things that your partner may or may not be into. And sometimes it is too much. And you, if you build yourself up, you can say, okay, my partner is into X, Y, and Z, and I don't like that. I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not gonna fight him about it or her about it. I can leave because there's always a choice. And that that's what I feel like some people don't take into account that there's always a choice Mm -hmm. and you don't have to stay if you are not comfortable with your person doing x y and z right right yeah it's having that well you know got to stop trying to force someone to be if you really have a problem with it why are you still with this person right because you can't change this person into who you think they need to be for you you know and if and i don't think there's anything wrong with fantasies we all have fantasies i used to be at work and the women would be looking at you know watching these stripper dude you know what i mean and everybody's all over this dude's you know, live and stuff. None of their fucking men look like this guy, mind you, right? Not one of their men look like this dude. But just that fantasy of this man, you know, they're going crazy on it. Does that take away the love that they have for their husband at home? No, you know what I mean? It's a damn fantasy. I I think, again, goes back to that self-worth and self, you know, your own insecurities. You're getting mad off, and if you get mad off anime, you really need to go. That's that's the thing, like, okay, if, because now if you tell him, you, you know, you're not feeling him watching, so now he's going to do it behind your back. Right. So now when you do find out he's doing it behind your back, you're even more pissed because now he's doing it behind your back. Because like you said, if that's just something that he, you know, that's his getaway for a little while, it goes back to, even if he does stop, he's gonna stop because of you. He's gonna, and and something I've learned when, when being with someone, and that was also being married, and my husband saying to me, a lot of the things I did, I did for you. It wasn't who I was. Mm-hmm. It was because I knew I had to be that person for you. And what happens is I eventually mm-hmm. they stop being that person right? because now they have to be true to themselves and it can take 10 years. It can take 15 years. So now if you do tell your guy, oh, I don't like you watching porn. Okay. And he stops. He's only doing it for you. It's not because he really doesn't want to stop. Right. He's doing it for how long is that gonna last? Now two, three months later you find out he's watching it again. Mm. Because now he has to be true to himself. Now he's saying, you know, dang, like this is my getaway, this is my little fantasy of how I'm gonna watch it. And now you find out he's watching it. So now, right. you know, and I think a lot of women don't realize that a lot of men do things for us. It's not really that they want to do it, that's not who they are. And that only lasts but so long eventually it will, you know, they will stop being that person mm-hmm. because it was for, or kind of like a facade. They did it for you to win you over, to live up to you. But that was not truly who they were. Mm-hmm. So now when they do come to grips of who they are, they stop doing certain things. And then that's where we feel like, what did we do wrong? What it is? And it's not that they just been pretending or, you know, they just been having this mask on for so long. 
to to be with us to right. you know because they knew these are the things they had to do to get us to be with us to stay with us i i get it to a limit but i can't say i completely agree with that um it's about our appro- or anyone's approach to how they go about it because if you nag somebody to stop mm-hmm. doing something then i see more likely okay i stopped because you were driving me crazy you were always getting on my case and now i have to hide it but sometimes it's about having that discussion and there's this person I follow, I can't remember her name right now, where she talks about get bored, get bored with the person, get bored with what they're doing. Um, so let's say, since we were talking about the porn situation, no, let's let's take it to something even simpler. Let's say your man, his responsibility is taking out the garbage. Now you can nag him when he doesn't take out the garbage, be like, Again, you didn't take out the garbage. What is wrong with you? Why haven't you done this? Why do I have to do everything? Or you can get bored with it. You you explain to him, oh, wow, I see that you haven't taken out the garbage. But you don't do it. You don't take that responsibility on. You leave the garbage there and you move about your life. And if he still doesn't take out the garbage, your interest in engaging with him decreases you're not rude you're not angry you're not oh like with a nasty attitude you're just cordial you're just simple like oh well since you choose not to take out the garbage like I'm, I'm bored with you I, I I don't like this behavior and you can continue to do it I'm gonna continue living my life I'm gonna continue focusing on me now if you would like me to be back to that happy place where I'm doing things that you like, that you enjoy and engaging with you, then you will compromise and do the things that I am looking for with you. Or you could say, you don't take out the garbage. I don't like it. I'm tired of being in a stinky garbage infested house. So I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna go somewhere else because it's not that you're just pretending to be bored. You you are getting bored. You are becoming bored, and you're continuing to evolve yourself. Where, wow, this person is not who I want to be, be with. So you can literally move forward. Mm-hmm. But they'll see that positive reinforcement when they do what you want them to do. And it gets them to do it more often. I think that's more simpler. Like I'm talking more deeper, like back to what you were saying, like dating someone who sold, no, who sold drugs and he was a hustler all his life. That is who he is. That is what he do. And then he gets with you and he stops being that because he knows that's not your thing. You're not dealing with hustlers no more. You're not dealing with drug dealers anymore. So now he's like, you know what? I know she's not dealing with drug dealers or hustlers no more i'm gonna have to come at her different i can't be that person so Mm -hmm. now for many years he don't hustle and he don't sell drugs and that's because he did it for you to be who you wanted him to be but deep down inside he's a hustler that's all he knows selling drugs that's him that's who he is that is that is him and two three four years later he goes back to it because now he realized this is me, this is who I am, this is what I do. So for those years, he he 
put up that facade and he did that just to be with us. And I think a lot of men do that. Not saying it's a bad thing, but yeah. eventually it comes to the point where they they realize this is not who I am. Let me stop pretending to be this person to be with this woman because now we fall in love with that person. And then years later on, they be true to themselves and that's not who we fell in love with. Right. Yeah. So then you do the same thing. Like, okay, you went back to this. This was not what we agreed upon in whatever terms, not that, you know, contextually, but you you have to be true to yourself and be able to move on and be able to exactly. stand on okay, I don't want to be with a man who is a drug dealer. We've had this. You came at me differently. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yeah, that's so, where I think uh, the growing apart comes in because again, we fell in yeah. love with that person. We fell in love with the non-drug dealing person, but that's not who you really are. You know, years later, you like, no, this is who I am. And that's not who mm -hmm. we fell in love with. So now that's where the growing apart comes like you said now it's time for me to go because this is not what I want in my life and you knew that when you met me you knew I was not you know maybe when I was younger yeah this was cool but now as a grown woman this is not what I want this is not what I want around my children and you pretended to be that and now you're like oh this is me this is who I am and you go back to being who you are. And it's nothing wrong. Like I said, you know, some people, even women do that. Women, you know, pretend to be this certain woman for this man, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's not really who she is. So and back to what you were saying with the cooking, she may not be that type that cook, but she's sitting there and she's cooking every day and she's doing this and she's baking and she's doing that, but that's not really who she is. So now three, four, five years later, she stops and she says, this is not who I am. I don't like this. I, I, I don't get joy out of doing this. And now he sees that and it's like, but that's what he fell in love with. Mm -hmm. So again, mm -hmm. you put up that facade. Also, you did what you felt was necessary to get that man to keep that man. Yeah. What you oh. do with yourself. So it goes on both ends, you know. And right. I think a lot right. of people do do that to be in relationships. They mold themselves to be that person. Like, okay, I know she's this type. She only deal with career men. So I'm going to be this career man. But that's not really what he is. And that's not really who he is. So now you yeah. invested for four, five, six years, and then you guys grow apart because now he shows that that's not who he really is. This is yeah. not his thing. But that's the thing. Uh, that's why you want to be your authentic self from the start. And exactly. you want them to be their authentic self. Like, I don't like dishes. I've never liked dishes. I, I If I have a choice, I do not do dishes. And, and every relationship that I have been in, the man has known, I, I will cook, I will do all that other stuff and I will take out the garbage because I'm a garbage Nazi and it has to be done a certain way. So I use that example, but I'm the garbage person, but he's doing the dishes and it's, it's not a negotiable. And I've even, like I said, I'll cook and I'll have something in mind that I'm gonna cook, but a certain pot is dirty. Guess who's not cooking it that way? I'll put it in the oven. I'll do it a different way. I'll cook something else. I'm not washing those dishes. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's not going to happen. But and like you said, you how... put it out there 
from the beginning. Right, so right. Already. So he knows, let me go get them dishes ready so she can cook. <laughs> let me go wash them dishes so the kitchen right. can be ready for her when she's ready. Right. I mean, that, that's a good thing. That's where, right. like you said, just putting, to me, we fall in love with the... Oh, people pretend mm-hmm. so bad just to get someone and that's yes. what we fall in love with and then when they be build their true self we're like I would not have even given you the time or day right mm-hmm. but yes. right. this is where communication comes into it because somebody cannot play they can't have that mask on forever the more questions the more communication the more you talk the more is revealed you can definitely see it. You don't got to wait six years to see somebody's true colors. You really don't. You need to be the person to ask, question, watch, have those communications. Because if you're talking, it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Watch how somebody's looking when you're asking them certain things. And I say this, like I've said it a million times, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's it's the cooking, the cleaning, laundry, whatever it is, the expectations, because if you're coming into it with your list of fucking expectations, let me go ahead and tell you which ones are not going to happen. Most exactly. likely they're not going to happen on this list. Let's discuss this list real quick because everybody has a fucking list, right? But even going down to the sexual conversation, people don't have that conversation because people think it's taboo. But I'm like this. I need to know I don't want to be with you four years and then you got some crazy shit that your ass need that I cannot provide for you. Okay. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you it's not happening. So you should have went and got somebody else. Cause there are women that will do this for you. Mm-hmm. I, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not the one for you. I'll be the first one to say, I'm not the one for you, but people won't have these conversations because everybody is so afraid to say what they like. And I'm like, look, I like X, Y, and Z. So if this is not something on your uh, sexual list, then you probably are not the person for me. Cause at some point I'm a want X, Y, and Z, right? Right. We need to be able to have these conversations. Sex and, and everything, it goes hand in hand with everything, but it's, people are so afraid to be that authentic to self to say, this is what I truly need in a partnership. They want to, everyone wants to go with this bullshit of what society says is a relationship. And then you've got the, all this crazy shit happening on the back end. From the get go, I think you need to have conversations. Those goals, those wishes, those dreams of where you see, where do, you, where do we see each other going? Do we fit in the plan? If this person's dream is to fucking move to California and your dream is to sit in the South your whole fucking life, Y'all are not the same. Right. And I think that's why the same. I think that's why me me and my husband got together. We put like everything on front street. Like we, cause I think at that point we were older and we were exhausted and tired and we just did not have the energy to put up the facade or what we was like, look, this is, this is who, this is who I am. You either take it or leave it. This is, and and we just went from there. It's like, right. I wake up tomorrow, I'll be like, okay, I want to live over here. He like, okay. It's like, and he'll tell you, he be like, you come up with some crazy shit. He said, but it always works out. And it's that, I mean, that just works for us. We just, like, we don't have the energy. That's too, that's too much like a job of faking this and lying about this. Because right. like you said, eventually the truth is going to come out. You're going to show your true colors. If you've been hiding your crazy for for all them months, your cuckoo clock going to break. 
Now right. you in here uh, talking to, to to the light bulbs, and he trying to figure out what's wrong. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's that's trying to hide, and that's too much like a job. That's right. that's exhausting. Yeah. Right. You got you got to know your own crazy, and you got to be able to be like, look, this is me. Like, even as evolved as I am when it comes to relationships, I am very very controlling. Okay, when it comes to relationships, that is not something that's really tweaked, even with all the healing and shit I do. When it comes to a relationship, I have this, there's a part of me that gets very possessive when it comes to, you know what I mean? That has not really changed. That is like, I'm gonna let you know so you know who you are talking to because you are going to see this crazy happen at some point, should you act a certain way or should you move a certain way. And I think people are trying to pretend to be this, you know, perfect person. It's just like, let me let you know now that there is a crazy, very crazy side to me, you know, and I, I just think people don't have those conversations. So they do a disservice to themselves and to the other person. And then you're trying to pretend to have this facade of relationship when neither one of you are truly happy because you can't give each other what you really want. You know, that's why you see the girls that are trying to have threesomes with their man to make him happy and don't even want to be involved in that and so unhappy. And you see the guys that do it, you know, for the women and they're sitting here like, y'all think that every man would want this threesome, but I have seen, you know, a couple particularly where the man was just like going along with her of what she wanted to do, but was just like, you could tell he's like, I have spoken to who actually said, I don't mind having a threesome with a chick that's not my wife. That's not my girl. I would never want my wife or my girl to have a threesome. Right. Like, yes, yeah, fun is cool, it's okay, but not not right. my wife, not my, you know, I would never ask her to do something like that. I've been spoken to men who have said that, like I would never ask my wife or my, you know, my woman that I love to do something like that. And back to what you said, it's a lot of women that are doing yes, they yes. Like you said, no communication. And it's like, yes, not even into women, but they down for that threesome because they think that's right. what he wants or what's going to keep him. Right. And they're not even into women. So now they're pretty much disgusted while they go going through it right. just to satisfy him. And then what, two, two, three months later, you guys break up and you're disgusted with yourself and you, you know, now you, now you feel in some sort of way because mm-hmm. now you know that those are the things that you morally would have never done, but you did it for him. And he now moved on to the next chick that didn't keep him. Right. It wasn't right. gonna keep him. Like no man is not gonna stay unless he wants to. Whether you have a foursome, tensome, like <laughs> like you can do whatever you like you can bring as many women you want into that bed. If he ain't want don't wanna stay, he ain't saying. Right. <laughs> I, I think there's something you have to you have to understand who you are. And I think that goes to just are you going back to authentic self, right? You got to understand yourself sexually and on all levels. Sexual is one of them. If you don't know who you are, chances are you are not going to be that person in this relationship because you don't even know what you like. You don't even know where you stand on certain things. Like me, where I'm at in my life, I'm in my 40s. I know exactly what I want and what I don't want. There's some things that I know I'm not interested in trying. I don't need to go there. I've done a lot of things. Me personally, me and my person, my man, 
You know what I mean? Or husband, I ain't sharing you with no one. Like, again, I said, I'm possessive when it comes to that person. Oh, I'm possessive. Ain't no way that I could sit. Cause even if, even the thought of it, I would end up beating the shit out of somebody <laughs> before we even get out this room. Like, I'm very possessive too. No oh, way. Like, like in the middle of the threesome, I'm gonna smack them. <laughs> like, like you doing too much. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You yeah. gotta know yourself. You gotta know yourself and right. You gotta understand. You gotta know yourself. There's no way that I could do it with someone I love. You know what I mean? Yeah, having fun, doing shit crazy. I man, I've I've done a lot of crazy shit in this life. I've tested waters, you know what I mean? Cause I'm one of those people. I experiment. I have been someone who's experimented, right? But I know for a fact. Someone that I love, my man, oh yeah, no. Ain't no way in hell. There's no way. There's just a different, there's just a different change when it comes to that person. There's no way I could share like that. Mm -mm. So if that's what you need, because my thing is communication. If that's what you need, you really think about it because I'm not the one that's going to give you that fantasy. So go have that fantasy before me. Like go find some people to do that fantasy for you because it is a fantasy. It it is a fantasy. Go have that fantasy and then, you know, come back and, you know, we can, then we can go live happily ever after. (laughs) You done experienced it. Okay, now we can move forward. But yeah, before you come to me, you got to get that out your system. Right. Find it. Because, you know, like what, because really, even we know men, what, there's not a lot of men that, that there are swinger couples and stuff like that. I'm not saying it don't exist because, man, it exists. There are people that are they're okay. Yep. But that's them. They're okay. Stop. They do their thing and then they come back to life and it's like, hey, y'all do you. Right. That's the whole lifestyle for them, though. That's the whole. It really is. In our community, they're doing this just because right. they're right. out drinking, drugging, and then just having, you know, these things thinking that that's part of relation. I've done seen it, heard it all on Instagram. Yeah. You know, they get it too from these celebrities where these celebrities like, oh, I bring home, uh, you know, a woman for him. And I and it's like, OK, because you got celebrities and have money, you don't think it's something deeper than what it is. You know, like, I don't know. It's just to me, I think that's more deeper on a dip, deeper thing. I think a lot of women do that. Yes, thing. And it's no communication. It's more like, OK, I don't want to argue. or I don't I want to be the chosen one. So I'm going to be the yes girl. And then those yes girls make it bad for us <laughs> girls who ain't with it. And then it makes it seem like we're the difficult ones no. when they come across us and we're like, oh, nah, I'm this. That. So now we're like the difficult ones because there's so many yes women out there that are willing to say yes to whatever just to, you know, keep their relationship or so they won't argue or so they won't whatever. And then it's ain't like that many men that was going to jump on the opportunity to see you bent over by somebody else. I am sorry. There is not that many partners that's going to be like, oh yeah, let's do this. Hail to the no, you know? So I'm always like, you, you we don't do anything that you don't want me to do. Don't ask me to do anything that you're not down to do. I've seen a story actually where this girl and her husband went to like Vegas or something. And um, she was like, oh, let's do a threesome. Let's get crazy in Vegas or whatever. So 
she finds a, a, a guy. She finds a guy. And the guy's like, well, why don't we get a girl? But come to find out that stranger was actually her boyfriend that she flew to Vegas and then <laughs> acted like it was the stranger mm. that she gave a threesome. <laughs> no. And I was like... My best friend... Sorry. Some people is crazy as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My best friends are swingers. And for a really long time, I judged them. And I was like, I don't understand how you can do it. Like, it doesn't make sense right. to me. Now, since then, I went to parties. I'm not a swinger. I never engaged in no sexual acts. I might, may have recorded some things, but I've never, like, engaged. But since I recorded that, I leave before the sex happens because it's just not my scene. Mm. So it's deeper. Like, it's super deep. So for her, she's so insecure that she'll say to me like, oh, I don't want to do it, but say, okay, I'll do it to him. And she just doesn't know her worth. And it sucks because how do you tell somebody that, that like, hey, like, you know, you don't really have to do this. And if you really want to sleep with multiple men, you can, you don't have to swing with him because that's what he wants to do. And he's perfectly game and fine with it. And he loves it and he thinks it's the best thing ever and there's nothing wrong with it. Well, it's deeper than that for him too, because he's always been cheated on. So this is his way to sleep with multiple people at one time and have her join in at the same time. And they're both miserable living together because she wants a relationship. She's done a lot of foul things to him. So he doesn't want that commitment, but they have kids together. So they're just there for the kids. So it's a whole big thing. And I'm just like, you guys need to separate. Like, if you want to have sex with multiple people, go ahead because she'll get jealous if he goes to another girl's house because they're really not together. They're just living together. Mm. But she could do whatever she wants to do, but he's not allowed to do the same. So why even engage in anything if it's not a two-way street? I just, I don't understand it. Yeah. And I never, I, I never I will. Judge. I don't judge. Like, like, well, I'm like ill. You know what I mean? I'm like, y'all do you. You know what I mean? I know that I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't be a swinger. <laughs> You know what I mean? It sounds good. And I would tell couples this, like it sounds good until after you do it, because the after effects of it is now you have to be confident in yourself not to be like looking at your person like, oh, that's who you want. Oh, because it's going to go downhill real fucking quickly if you two are not confident in yourselves that this is the the, the lifestyle that you want. It, it's going to go down very quickly. I've seen it right with other people. So you have to be in a certain mind frame to do that without it becoming a problem like them. They're doing it for all the wrong reasons. You're not doing it right. together as a couple because sexually this is what you guys like. You guys are doing all your fucking traumas into this, right? You brought all your damn trauma into this and so that's all the wrong ways to do things and again it goes back to people are just trying to do what they think they need to do it but instead of being authentically you and saying this is really not me you know this is really not what I want this is not how I see life and let me speak up and, and change where I'm going like I said, for me, there's certain, I know me, there's a lot of things I'm not going to do with the person I love um, that I would never do with the person that I love. I just, there, there's no way, you know. Exactly. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, you just got to know yourself. Yeah. Right. So going yeah. back to like what Louisa said, work on yourselves, <laughs> like work on Please. yourselves. Yes. You don't know you, you yeah. cannot, you won't be able to move a certain way to even understand what you need 
from your partner or what you need from yourself. You will constantly be stuck in these situations, mad and depressed because everything, self-love, self-confidence, it all starts with self. None of those things right. It's self, self-confidence, self-love. Like, it's just, that's the main thing. If you can't deal with self, you're not able to achieve self-confidence of, you know, your self-esteem. You can't worry about somebody and then is so because of what? Right. Or oh, I'm because it was with self Right. I remember, um, you know, I remember my, my baby daddy was the first person we wa- I watched porn with. And I remember him like, yeah, let's watch this. But then it was a problem when we watched it because his insecurities was like fucking a million. And then it was just like him comparing himself to these guys on this fucking porn. I'm a fucking child at that time. I fucking didn't know. You know, I didn't like if I knew now what I knew, of course, I would have said some different shit. But it was just like. Even then it was like, why are you comparing yourself? Like you're you, we're together. Like what you're watching this and I'm watching it with you. And now it's a fucking problem that I'm watching this shit with you. You know, and again, you gotta have your shit together as who you are so that you these other things are not creating havoc in your relationships in your life because it all goes down to you. It's not your other person, you know. It's you. You're the common denominator in everything. If you can't say what you truly need in any situation you're going to constantly be stuck in the in the damn i'm sad or i'm not happy or this ain't what i really want but we just here oh look at from others once Mm -hmm. you who you are you could care less what someone else thinks about you that that don't hold no weight to you but so many people look for validation in their partners and their family, whether it's a job, friendship, there, you know. But again, when you know who you are and you happy with who you are and the things you've done and, you know, your character, when you know you're a true, you know, good person and those type of things, you could care less what somebody else thinks or their opinion really doesn't matter. It doesn't affect how you move, you know. I don't know. So many people, though, do allow their partner or family members or a job to dictate how, you know, they feeling. Say, like, mm-hmm. at a job, you, you know, your boss say something and puts you down and now your whole day is, is you know, messed up because now you're questioning yourself like, dang, am I not capable to do this job? Am I? So now you're questioning yourself. But when mm-hmm. you know you can, it doesn't even matter. You're like, okay, it's something personal with them. So right. They- to put me down or belittle me because they're dealing with something personal. And that's that I, I've learned like with jobs, a lot of the times bosses are very controlling because nothing, they have no control in their life. So the only control they really do have is with their employees. Mm. They, if, you know, whatever it is. So it's like they they life is so out of control, but the only control they have is when they walk into work and talk to their employees. Because, you know, as an employee, you're going to do what your boss say. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That, may, that makes a lot of sense now when I'm thinking about a couple. Yeah. <laughs> a couple places I'm like, mm, interesting. Right. It may, I mean, it does. It really A lot of control comes from 
them not having no control in their life. Mm. You know, even partner, when your partner's controlling, it's because nine out of 10 in their life, they have no control of what's going on. Mm. They, you know, putting that on you. The only control they do have is controlling you. Mm. Or the fear of losing control. So it's like same, it's same shit, like trying to keep this control over uh, a situation because it's it's based at a, at a some somewhere, whether it's fear or otherwise. I'm a control freak. I get it. Like, I'm like, I've been, that's been one of my, my biggest things to work through is trying to have control in a life where you really don't have control over anything. <laughs> True. That is so true. As much as you want to pour your ducks in a row, uh, there go that monkey wrench that just comes out of nowhere when you think you got it all together and all planned. And there goes life throwing something at you and you're like, oh, I thought I had everything under control. But in reality, I have no clue. (laughs) Right, right. came out of nowhere. Right. All right, you guys, um, we're at the two hour mark. It was awesome to have you guys um, jump on and chop it up with me. Um, We will definitely do this again, um, of course. Um, Of course, I don't know the date, you guys. I will, of course, post it like I did this one. I'll post the event. Um, whatever for for next month but um, again thank you ladies for coming on any last words before we jump off (laughs) I think we've talked about so much we're definitely (laughs) starting with one (laughs) (laughs) and ended but any last things you guys want to say I'd say just be authentic to yourself in all the topics that we've discussed from what you accept, what um, you can achieve. And as long as you're being true to you, you're going to be able to succeed. Uh, I would say everything starts with self. Always keep that in mind. Self-love, self-esteem, self-confidence. It all starts with self. No. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, my daughter's. Mm, she's driving me insane this morning. But I agree. Everything starts with self. Gotta look in to see what you're gonna tolerate, what you're not gonna tolerate, and just be very, very open and honest with yourself. I, yeah, I say self, and that that magic word again is expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Release. Those damn expectations. Right. Right? I, I no longer have expectations. My my new thing is requirements. I don't expect mm-hmm. anybody to do certain things because when you have expectations, you get let down and disappointed because you expect them to be how you are. Exactly. So now my requirements, I I require to give the same thing I felt. I require you to move the way I move. Or you could go that way. Yes, yep. love that. <laughs> you got you got to know your why's behind everything. You got to know your mm-hmm. why's and uh, that becoming authentic um, to know who you truly are. And when you know who you truly are, you're not hiding that those pieces of you behind any closed doors because you don't care about judgment. You're not caring about what anybody has to say. You're you. You're you in your authentic form and the real people are going to love you exactly the way you are. So there's no reason to hide, but you have to strip away the layers to find that person. 
and stand in that authenticity. So definitely you guys love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you guys.